I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and data com needs. Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Wait, what do you mean? You were you apologizing for cacawing in the news? You're, you're right, Tom. I'm sorry. I shouldn't apologize. Yeah, for I mean, it's a Battlehawk story. It, it, doesn't every Battlehawk story require a cacaw in it? Every single time. Cacaw. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just part of it. Battlehawks, they play at noon today. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm excited. I just had somebody... Call in and say, I tell Tom Ackerman that the women's game is not on CBS Sports Network. You're going to confuse people. I didn't say it was. I said, I think it might be. We'll check on it and hang on and then we'll let you know. So here we are. I'm back. Trust and verify. That's I'm back. Right. We'll let you know. Goodness. I'm glad they're <laughs> listening, down, though. Folks. And I'm glad they actually care about the SLU women's program. Uh, it's on ESPN. Plus, and it is Massachusetts leading St. Louis 7 to 6 in the early going. Oh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Only the facts. I also had somebody call in earlier and say, you didn't mention the, the high school. I mean, I can't, you know, it. I, I did this morning uh, multiple times on Total Information AM. I'm going to mention it again. I love them. Look, the, the I love talking about, I coach sixth grade girls basketball. I love talking about women's and girls basketball. The Illinois State champions, three of them yesterday, Oakville, Breeze Modern Day and O'Fallon. All of them won. Yesterday, they won state championships in high school basketball on the Illinois side. And that is a wonderful accomplishment for this region. That is absolutely wonderful. Every time that I come in, the first public speaking engagement I ever had in my life, early in my early days at KMOX, I didn't even know that anyone knew who I was. But someone in Oakville had listened to me on a weekend sports open line and said, would you come speak at our youth baseball banquet. And I said, absolutely, I will. So every time I come back into the area, when I hit Oakville, I know that I'm back in St. Louis, and I always think about the connection that I've had with Oakville. I did it like two, three years in a row. Congratulations to them. Breeze is a wonderful town in central Illinois. My mom grew up in Salem, not far from there. Incredible uh, accomplishment by Breeze Modern Day to win a state championship. And for O'Fallon, Illinois, to capture another one uh, for that area, three in one day. They were the late game of the three. Congratulations to them. Now that we're on the topic of high school sports, another congratulations is in order. DeSmet beats Slew in overtime 
to win the Mid-States Hockey Championship. Congratulations to the Spartans. These kids go out, they give everything they have each and every day, not week, each and every day to make themselves better. Hockey has exploded in this area, and high school hockey is a great place to go enjoy and take in the sport. And DeSmet beat SLU yesterday to continue their tradition. That's a wonderful win for them in the Mid-States. A lot of basketball is happening right now. Boys basketball districts and playoffs are underway, and a lot of games. I'm not going to run through them all for you yesterday, but when we get to championship level it is absolutely worth its own segment on sports on a sunday morning and that's what it's getting right here and now as well as earlier this morning on total information am battlehawks play today uh, we talked about them in the news with uh, Stuart mcmillan it's just another signal to the rest of the country that st louis is a great sports town i mentioned to Stuart earlier this morning that if stan Kroenke doesn't rip the rams out of st louis unfairly and horribly uh, this whole thing might not happen. Uh, the fact that the Taylor family stepped in and said, no, nah, I, I don't think so. We're going to put another team in the city. We believe in the city, despite what some may say. And they build a half-billion-dollar complex in downtown West. Absolutely awesome. You have, it's unique, I believe, that when you look at the city of St. Louis, you can, in a 10-minute drive, have seven different venues. I said seven. Actually, it's eight. You ready? Herman Stadium, Chaffetz Arena, City Park, Enterprise Center, Bush Stadium, the Dome, Worldwide Technology Raceway, and the Gateway Grizzlies in Sauget, Illinois. Eight within 10 minutes. Now, you'd have to hustle to get to make it 10 minutes from worldwide technology raceway back down to see the gateway Grizzlies, I assume at uh, GCS ballpark, but it's just shows you in that little circle, we have eight venues for sports. And there are probably more than that, that I'm leaving out, but I'm talking about major college and professional sports. And then there's just so many others with all the division one college basketball going on. Now you have SIUE, which has risen up and has built the program. Lindenwood now has Division One Athletics. They're playing in the OVC. you got two great programs building on either side of the region. This is a very special time to be a St. Louis sports fan, to be honest. And I do have to give hats off because you know we talked about it all week. Let's make St. Louis safe. Let's be safe for all the fans that are in town. It was safe yesterday and throughout the weekend. Uh, a wonderful job by the city, by City SC, with the police presence outside the stadium, making sure that traffic is flowing at a very nice uh, rate of speed, that it was a safe place to walk around yesterday and today because Arch Madness is continuing with Bradley and Drake. This is a fun time to be a St. Louis sports fan, and it's just going to get better from here. Yesterday's experience, St. Louis City SC, was off the charts good. And coming up next is the sporting director of St. Louis City SC, it's Lutz Fan and Steel. He will join us live on KMOX. This is the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday Morning. Back after this. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday Morning. Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win. Billikens win. Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. 
Welcome back to the show. Just keeping an eye on ESPNU and ESPN Plus. UMass leading SLU 13-9. They're in the first quarter of the Atlantic 10 Championship. That's our team, St. Louis University Women's Basketball, as we are the home of the St. Louis University Billikens. We're also the home of the Cardinals, and we are the home of City. St. Louis City SC for the first time ever, right here at its new home in downtown St. Louis. Now, Y98 presents 90 and 60, a look back at St. Louis City's first ever home opener against Charlotte FC. Molly Sisney, a diving save! Charlotte trying to go to the ice cream and custard stand here, and they will. 1-0 Charlotte, City's going to have to battle back once again. Two with the left foot, looking for class. Tip by Charlotte, oh. it's in! City SC travels to Portland to take on the Timbers this coming Saturday. Pre-game at 9, kick at 9.30 on Y98 St. Louis. And with that, we bring in the sporting director of St. Louis City SC, Lutz Fannensteel. Lutz, congratulations on the win. And when you hear those highlights, what do you feel? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, yeah, I mean, it's great. You know, I mean, uh, yesterday the energy uh, already before the game in the stadium, in the city, and then obviously uh, getting transported onto the field, coming out as a winner. Again, uh, I think it was definitely uh, another very special moment. And for me, it was a little bit, uh, you know, like uh, football's coming home. I thought we did bring it home yesterday. Uh, We somehow also confirmed uh, that the win last week in Austin was not some kind of fluke or beginner's luck. I think uh, we, we played good enough football yesterday to also deserve that second win in a row. I hear that. You absolutely did play well enough to win, and you're now 2-0, and just the fourth expansion team in MLS history to start a season 2-0, and and you do it in dramatic fashion. Is it a bit of a relief as well, do you think, for everybody to get this one under your belt and now embark on this journey that you know is going to be long? Yeah, definitely. You know, the first home game in the stadium, I think there is a, a certain pressure there, even if you don't, if you talk yourself into it, that it, you don't have any pressure. It's there because you want to show the people here after waiting for 17 years for that moment uh, that we can do it and that we want to do it. And if you looked at the first few minutes, uh, you know, there was definitely a, a little bit of nerves there. Um, uh, the players didn't look that comfortable, but which was, which was pretty normal. Having said that, after they settled in, I think uh, you could feel that relief on the field as well as, I think, with the coaching staff and myself. And from then on, uh, till we conceded that, that, that counter goal, I think we played some really, really good football and, and should have been up early enough in the game. Uh, unfortunately, we missed it, and, and then it became a game once Charlotte scored. Absolutely. And then... Uh, when Klaus scored to make it 3-1, the place erupted, and they knew that victory was near. Berkey made a save to keep it 3-1, and the final whistle, 3-1 the final against Charlotte. Uh, just focusing on Klaus, he had an opportunity in the first five minutes of the game. He had uh, another one that was stopped in the 59th minute, and then he got the goal to put you up two. 
he's so big and so agile and has so much skill. Um, he's going to be really someone to watch among others, isn't he, Lutz? Yeah, I mean, you know, two games, two goals, uh, clear message, uh, I think, to the rest of the league that, that he's a guy you have to watch. I mean, I took him as an 18-year-old boy when he was still a kid to Hoffenheim. Uh, so, uh, you know, I know him since literally in the first footsteps of professional football. So I know what, what he's capable of. And again, you know, yesterday, Tom, the work rate he, he put in uh, after working that first chance, which which just missed, uh, but then always got really, really good into pressing moments, was always available, made some deep runs, always waiting for these long balls to play and put his body on the line. And then uh, if you looked at that finish in the 70th minute, you know, he doesn't really play like a Brazilian. He doesn't look like a Brazilian either on the field. But once he gets that opportunities, then he's there and he scores. And yesterday I had a little bit of, I think it was a Brazilian finish because it was uh, technically an amazing, an amazing finish. Your midfielder, Blom, is some player. I mean, he creates a lot for his teammates. He blows up tackles. He is something special, isn't he? I, I can't take my eyes off him. Yeah, you know, Blom uh, still uh, uh, needs to get a little bit adjusted to, to the to U.S. football. I mean, that's normal because he played all his, all his life, his young career in the South African League where you have a little bit more time on the ball. But when it comes to interceptions, when it comes to tackles, when it comes to actually winning the ball, uh, that's amazing. His numbers, his statistics there are, are really also uh, something to to look at. So he's that hardworking player. I always said I want to have a monster. You know, I want to have a killer, a warrior next to next to Eduard Leuven. And that's exactly what we got with Blom. There are so many on this team. We could go all day talking about individual players, but I want to circle back to your captain, Roman Berkey, and what he means to this group, and Tim Parker, for that matter, uh, who is assisting him in the captaincy, and what that means to a group of players, uh, Lutz, who are young and hungry and want to be successful and how they try to balance it out. Yeah, you know, that was... uh, uh the last few times we spoke, uh, you know, I always said we want to have that, that that hungry way of football with lots of young players, a very young squad. If you look at what came again from the bench, you know, it's 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 youngsters, it's kids, which that is what we want. But then you need to have these one, two, three players which have a certain level of experience, which have been there and they've done it. And I think with Roman Burki, when he was called in action yesterday late in the game with that save in the second half, it was extremely important looking at Tim Parker, the way he marshals his defense, also the way he barks, literally barks instructions to the players, the loudest voice I ever heard in professional football. Uh, you know, that's, that's two, two key players. That's two leaders in the back who really um, also control the pace, but also control the emotions of a very, very young squad. And it's extremely important to have these guys uh, around the youngsters to see them as role models every day in the training session, but also, of course, at games. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely, uh, I think, a key to success to have these players involved. This is Lutz Fanensteel, the sporting director of St. Louis City SC. We will talk to him every Sunday here on KMOX and every Monday at 9.35 tomorrow morning. We'll hear from head coach Bradley Carnell, but if you could... Take us behind the scenes with your coach. You brought him along. He had the MLS experience. How is he doing? Uh, and what have the two of you discussed following this tremendous victory at home, 3-1 to one over Charlotte? I mean, we're basically talking the whole day, to be honest, <laughs> the, the whole week. 
so it, it was no different from from preseason or even last year when we were still in the next pro. The communication is always the same that we're talking literally first thing in the morning and, and last thing in the evening and then in the course of the day as well. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's for Bradley, of course, it's, uh, it's also a very emotional time. I mean, it, it's his first job as a head coach. And I think the start he had uh, is unbelievable. As you said, it's not many teams who manage that. Uh, uh, lots of expansion teams decided to go for a very experienced older coach who was running the show for many, many years before. Uh, I knew that uh, Bradley will be the guy I want to have here because I know exactly that he understands the football I want to play. He grew up in this system. He he loves to play the pressing and counter-pressing. He was like that as a player. And he transformed his playing style into his coaching style. And that just fits literally perfect to the club's idea. It fits to our philosophy. It fits to St. Louis. It fits to the Midwest. And I think uh, that grinding out games like yesterday, that's what Bradley enjoys. Also, lots of nice tactical changes. Also, a little tactical adjustment from last week's game with a complete different opponent. So, so far, I think uh, Bradley can uh, uh, sit in his, in, in his chair and, and, and smile and, and be very, very proud. But knowing him, you know, I think he put the green tag uh, yesterday on, the, on that game. And I think uh, from 2 a.m. onwards, when he's probably still watch Portland, the highlights of Portland, I think his mindset is already out for this week and the upcoming game. So he's, um, yeah, I would call it uh, uh, addicted to success, addicted to work, uh, and, and that's exactly why it's here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how good is Portland, Lutz? You know, uh, definitely a very good team. Um, uh, again, they are the big favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm smiling when I'm saying it because uh, if I look back in the last two weeks, I think everybody is the big favorite against us, <laughs> and I, I, I love it. So let's just keep it that way. Um, I watched them in Coachello because they were there at the same time at the training camp where they looked fantastic. I think that a decent start in the season beating Kansas uh, deserved. And, uh, and, and also yesterday against LAFC, against the current champion, I think they had a hard-fought game. So it's definitely a team which comes over lots of great individual players. But they also have, you know, the, the, the fans there are really, really good. I played during my Vancouver Whitecaps time as a player. I love to play in Portland because the atmosphere was always crazy. I'm really looking forward to meet the Timbers Army again uh, because it's, it's somehow it's a little bit emotional for me as well because I played there so many times. But uh, it's one of the big guns uh, in the Western Conference. It's one of the teams which are, which are huge tradition in the league. So, um, yeah, we're trying our best again. We will fight and uh, we're trying to find a way to, to, to pick something up there, of course. Yeah, it's pretty fun to think about, isn't it? And, and I wonder, uh, you know, I don't know how much you paid attention to it or not, but it, when the experts will start to walk back some of their comments about St. Louis City SC's talent level. You know, I didn't really care much when they said it the first place. Well, I don't really, I mean, our our media boss, Chonga, Chonga Baroni, actually put it right in front of me, I think, to 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 get me a little bit fired up, which worked very well. Um, but I don't really, you know, it's it's no point for me to look at it in the first place. So I don't look now when they when they when they stepping back a bit. The truth in the end of the day, Tom is always on the field. It will be it was yesterday on the field. It will be next year on the field. And we are an expansion team. We have to accept that. Um, but uh, we know what we can do. We know our talent level. And the most important thing, we know what we are 
capable as a team that we will work hard that if we can really uh, rely on each other that uh, that we're going to work for each other and as I said lots of people coming up now to me as well and talk about the DPs and the DP here you know it's not about Klaus it's not about Leuven it's, it's about the whole team everybody on the field yesterday everybody on the bench puts exactly the same effort in as everybody else so I, I just simply don't like this idea to keep on talking about the DP status. We are, we, we are St. Louis City SC. We are a team. We are enjoying it. And everybody, everybody helps each other out. That is what it's all about. And that is what we want to be seen for as a team. That's right. Uh, let the fans take care of all the other stuff. They are very smart. They are very exuberant. And they love, love around here the underdog role. They embrace it. So they'll take care of that end for you, Lutz. Continued success to you. Congratulations on a terrific win, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Thank you very much. Talk to you next week. Talk to you then. Lutz Fannensteel, the sporting director of St. Louis City SC. What a time it is. His counterpart at the St. Louis Cardinals is the president of baseball operations. That is John Mosellock, and he will join us next, live from Jupiter, Florida. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On KMOX. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. We are joined by the president of baseball operations of the St. Louis Cardinals. I want to play him a little something. That is John Mosellock, and this is Jordan Walker. As Walker hits one in the left center field, this one is way back, way back, on the berm, over the berm in left center field for a home run. And that one, Ricky, perhaps win ate it. I don't think the win had a lot to do with it, but he hits this one out on the concourse over the grass berm in left center field. And it almost went into the concession stand. So Jordan Walker puts the Cardinals on the board with a mammoth home run. Listen to this crowd. I can't confirm that uh, PBI Airport picked up something on radar yesterday. That was a 
crushing home run by Jordan Walker. He hit another one, went four for four. Cardinals won the game 9-6. Good morning, Mo, and in Jupiter, good afternoon. Good afternoon, yeah. Uh, obviously exciting day for Mr. Walker. Um, you know, very impressive if you think about the first week of games and, and just his composure and, and um, just being able to, to really take some, some good at-bats and uh, I think it was highlighted by uh, yesterday's performance, no doubt. No question about it. I'm looking forward to hopping on a plane tonight and heading down there and witnessing it for myself. Uh, and he's going to play a lot, isn't he? He's back in the lineup today. Yeah, I think, like like, like we said, uh, you know, from day one, that a lot of these younger players are going to get a great opportunity um, for a couple of reasons. One is they're, they're good players, and, and we want to see what they can do. Um, under you know major league competition, and you know point number two is is guys are starting to head out of camp for the WBC. So, you know as you as you come down here to, to Jupiter to watch games, it's it's what I've said from day one. It's going to be a, a a lot of fun prospects to watch, and you know I think all three of those young guys that, that uh, from that 2020 draft have, have performed really well um, early on. No doubt about it. Uh, John Mozeliak did say that on this very show. They're going to get a lot of time, and before we start packing all their bags for St. Louis, there is a lot of time still to watch them and enjoy them down in the Grapefruit League and in spring training. And another one, you told me Nolan Gorman's going to have the mindset that he's going to come in here to try to win the second base job. Uh, you told me that, and you know what? He hits a home run yesterday. So far, so good for Gorman. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, he, he has looked pretty impressive early on, and I think you know, the one thing that, that both Ollie and I stressed early on was, was that this is going to be a camp where there is competition. And, you know, a lot of times we talk about that, and, and sometimes it just it doesn't come as a as really a fact because some positions are locked up. But I do think, uh, you know, these games are going to matter, and, and uh, we're going to hold some accountability, and we're going to follow along how things go. But you know, Nolan Gorman uh, has had some really good at-bats and uh, really like the, the way he's playing baseball right now. I don't want to leave Paul DeYoung out of the conversation because he hit a two-run bomb yesterday against the Nationals. Former 30-home run hitter in the big leagues, former All-Star. Uh, hit a clutch home run against the Cubs in 2019, among other games. Uh, just your feeling on Paul DeYoung, the 2023 version, as we get started here. Well, I, I think this. I feel like... Uh, his his off season was about as productive as we could have hoped for, in the sense of of really trying to make some changes to his swing. I think we'd all agree that that what we saw from him the last year and a half or so was not what we uh, are hoping to see. And so so making a changes and making some adjustments. Uh, obviously, we're, we're encouraged with what we've seen early on, and uh, you know, fingers crossed that it works for him because. You know, I think everybody would agree if, if we can get that bat we saw briefly uh, in the early part of August last year to be on our club and contributing, it really does deepen our lineup. In terms of pitching, Jordan Montgomery is your starting pitcher today. He'll get going, and we're going to make sure we get you going so you can get there in time to watch this 12.05 start. But uh, Montgomery gets the start, and your expectations for your lefty early on? Well, I think a lot of guys, when they came into camp, asked for, for a little extra time back on the backfield. He and uh, uh, both uh, Jack Flaherty were granted that. And so, you know, expectations today are, are that he gets his work in, that, you know, he's around the plate. Um, and I think anytime someone's towing the rubber for the first time, 
this year, you're, you're paying attention to how they react to the clock. And so um, that's just something to, to keep in the back of your mind as you're watching this. So, you know, excited that um, he's got the ball. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, that would be good if he could come out of that with uh, a lot of positives. How is Jack doing? We have to wait a little bit longer to see him. I, I would anticipate him uh, p- pitching tomorrow. Um, he has been dealing with, with some more like flu-like symptoms this past few days, but my understanding is he's feeling better today and uh, expectations are he can go tomorrow. You know, another pitcher that you mentioned to me when I was running down the list of those who might see some starts, he said, hey, you know, Connor Thomas is going to get a look here. Uh, what did you think of Connor yesterday? He doesn't walk anyone, strikes out three, gives up two runs on five hits in three innings. I'm uh, really excited about where he's at. I, I, I feel like, you know, last year at this time, if we had been talking about him, we would have had some pretty high expectations or lofty expectations. And, and you know, last year I think we'd all agree, including him, that it was not it was not the, the ideal season for him um, or the success that he had hoped for. And, of course, you know, he went out to the Fall League, worked on a, a, a cutter. I think it's really changed um, how he thinks about pitching. And so – I would say early on in camp, he's he's definitely impressed, and so he's built off that momentum from the fall league, and that's really good to see. Yeah, he wanted to get those right-handers out and worked with Izzy, among others, on that cutter, and that's that's exciting for Connor Thomas. I'm looking forward to catching up with him once again. John Mosellock's with us on KMOX for just a little bit longer. Um, Adam Wainwright, uh, just circling back to your rotation, how would you evaluate him so far in this early going? Yeah, I think he's still kind of feeling things out. Um, I know that sounds sort of odd for a veteran pitcher who has the experience he has, but you know, I, I do think um, we're hoping there's a little bit more in there from a velocity standpoint. He's working on some things to to get that um, um, going again. But you know, look, he can spin it, and when you can spin it, you always have a chance. So um, I, I, I think. Right now, he's just more focused on on spotting his other pitches and trying to gain a little bit more velocity back with some mobility issues. But, you know, fingers crossed that can happen. You know, obviously, he's going off to the WBC, so we're going to have to pay attention to to how he really is reacting to that from afar. Yeah, I was curious how you just in general monitor the WBC as a staff and keep an eye on these players. You know, it's an interesting year for the Cardinals because, you know, past years we've had some players play in it, but it hasn't been, you know, to, to the volume of players we're seeing leave now. And and when you think of, of really you know, three-fourths of your infield gone, two-thirds of your outfield gone, uh, two-fifths of your rotation gone, um, I think how we watch the WBC is going to be a lot more intentional than perhaps past years. And I should mention, finally, Dylan Carlson uh, resting what looks like a, a sore arm, is it? It doesn't sound like there's a lot of concern there, or is there? Not really. Um, still early in camp. Uh, I, I feel like some, sometimes we feel like because of the WBC, it's almost like things are ramping up, but yet there's going to be a pause in, in, in sort of the traditional camp, but yet camp's still going to go on. And so, you know, still, what are we, just shy of four weeks away from opening day, so um, obviously we can be a little patient with, with individuals that are dealing with some aches and pains. Uh, one last quick thing, just, you know, you and I talked about the rules last week and feeling pretty good about it after a day or two. Do we still feel that way uh, after a week? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I try to, like, read about, like, what happens each day at every game because there's, there's sort of, like, these, like, nuances that you, you might not have seen or thought about and, 
you know, just trying to track that as best we can. But I mean, I think we'd all agree, like just the pace of play and, and the overall length of the game is, is, is you know, desirable. So, um, yeah, I think like most of the people I speak with when I'm out uh, sitting in the stand, I think most people would tell you it's, it's been great. And so, you know, I just think as we watch the next three and a half weeks of baseball, like what else can we learn from it? But I think, you know, the, the obvious immediate takeaway is length of game and, and pace of play. I've been wrapped up in a lot of sports here in St. Louis. I am itching to see some baseball, and I am looking forward to being there tomorrow and seeing you tomorrow, John Mosellock. Best to you, and uh, I'll catch you in Jupiter. That sounds great. Thank you. Thank you, President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock on KMOX. It's 1142. We'll take a quick timeout. We are inching closer to the start of Cardinal Baseball, 1155 for the pregame right here. Back in a moment, the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Great to catch up with John Mosellock and talk some baseball. Jordan Walker, man, oh man, what a great start to the Grapefruit League for him. He's back in the lineup today. The Cardinals... And the New York Mets are starting in a little over 15 minutes from now. The Cardinals' Jordan Montgomery is on the mound. And this is the lineup today. The Cardinals will have, leading off, Brendan Donovan. He plays second base. Tyler O'Neill's the center fielder batting second. Then it goes Goldschmidt, Arenado, Walker, 3-4-5. With Walker playing in left field, the DH is Nolan Gorman. Alec Burleson is the right fielder batting seventh. Barrera, the catcher, bats eighth, and Wynn, the shortstop, bats ninth. The Cardinals continue to keep an eye on the prospect, Mason Wynn, who has power. You know who was really the one who hammered that home for me was Walker himself when we had him on the winter warm-up. He said, I think one thing that people are going to find out is that Mason Wynn can hit the ball a long way. He said sometimes they had, they had some contests in and to see who could hit the ball further. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that uh, and what, what he's able to accomplish. But, boy, Jordan Walker, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to compare him to that player. But this is a start that feels similar to 2001. That's all I'll say, especially when you consider that the two home runs that he hit yesterday were with two strikes. And I know a guy who was the best two-strike hitter I ever saw. That's all I'll say. But it's it's going to be an adjustment. Eventually, I have to assume that they're going to find a hole in his swing. And I know that pitchers are working on things right now. We shouldn't make too much out of Grapefruit League stats. But, boy, this guy is something special. And I'm looking forward to it. I really am. The What the Cardinals fans do in reaction to him when Walker eventually makes his way up, and it could well be March 30th. We'll see. We know the reaction to what St. Louis City SC has done, and we're going to leave you with some highlights. But first, I have to let you know, news alert, St. Louis University women's basketball has taken the lead against UMass 
37-35 with seconds ticking off the clock. They're going to go into halftime with the lead. They have the ball now. They just grabbed a rebound. This game is on ESPN Plus and ESPNU, and the Billikens, with 3.2 seconds on the clock, have a two-point lead over the number one seed UMass. This is an unreal story that is brewing right now in Wilmington, Delaware. It would be the first A-10 title for the SLU women they've ever had. And they started out the year with a losing record. In fact, they still have a losing record. They're 16 and 17. And they are 20 minutes away from an A-10 title. They have a two-point lead with 3.2 seconds on the clock trying to head into this break. The officials are uh, just added a second on it. So we'll kind of hang in here and let you know what happens before halftime. The Slew men have themselves a double bye in the A-10 tournament. We talked to Travis Ford earlier on the show. That was at 1030. If you want to go to the Sports on a Sunday Morning podcast, it'll be there. You can rewind on your Odyssey app and listen to that segment of the show. Uh, And I jinxed him. UMass just hit a shot before halftime and tied the game. So 37-37 at the half. That's what's ahead of the Billikens going into halftime. Now I'm going to hustle home so that I can watch the second half of that one. I'll also be keeping an eye on Bradley and Drake in Arch Madness. They tip off at 1 on CBS. I will be watching my Hoosiers at 3.30. You know I will. They're taking on Michigan. Uh, Illinois just tipped off against Purdue. They play that game in West Lafayette. There's so much going on right now. It's an exciting time of year. I don't know if anything here in the city over the last 24 hours has been more exciting than this. And we leave you with highlights from St. Louis City SC. They are 2-0 after beating Charlotte. Enjoy. Charlotte trying to go to the ice cream and custard stand here and they will. Enzo Capetti, the new dad with a gorgeous header on a feed from Camille Yuzviak. 1-0 Charlotte. City's going to have to battle back once again. Thought about tossing it in. He will leave it for Nerwinski. Actually, Jaukini just leaves it at the feet of Jake Nerwinski. Two with the left foot looking for Klaus. Tip by Charlotte. Oh. It's in! City goal! Jake Nerwinski. Destiny! Cisniega, ready. Leuven, ready. And he got it! (laughs) Top shelf! What a moment! Charlotte keeps possession. Caught a body in the middle. Sent back. And Cisniega will calm him down. Get it at its feet. It's stolen away by Klaus! And Klaus scores! City lead 3-1! What a special night. And there it is! How many feelings will you have like this (laughs) in a lifetime? 22,500 dreams coming true at City Park. And many, many more out there on Y98 and Apple TV. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 